welcome to Forever Canon. Ha 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 ha! The pod, the podcast where we talk about a whole lot of Skywalker family bonding time, more than we've had in many a page. I'm Justin. I'm Tim. And I think I stepped on like a piece of noodle in the kitchen or something. <laughs> oh, no. What did you say? You're Tim. And this week on Forever Canon, we are covering New Jedi Order, book six, Balance Point by Kathy Tyers, chapters 17 through 20. Remember last week when I said... Uh, getting warm out things are heating up mm-hmm. pots are boiling we're about to make a mess but first do it again this week tim bum, bum, bum. yeah previously on forever canon jason smells refugees leia is bad mom jason can't avoid the force randa deals in vong Luke and Mara and Anakin are on spy mission, and she's hot. <laughs> Three out of five Skywalkers attend Corduro. Jaina busts the slimy hut. It's tough. Some of that's tough. But that was last week. In case you weren't caught up, now you are. <laughs> what? I like the lay is bad mom. Was that a Zinkeef thing? <laughs> a little bit. Little bit Zangief. No, but I mean Yeah. It's harsh to say. But yeah. But like doesn't make you maybe a bad person in this particular circumstance. Anyways, that was last week, Tim. Mm-hmm. Shut up about last week. But I liked last week. I like this week. All right. It's been 202 good ones in a row. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> maybe 203. This might be 204 in a row. We'll see. Starting with chapter 17. Mara on Duro's surface now. Meets with Leia and mentions the Ramamool code she discovered. Oh, no. Not this again. She says. Mm-hmm. Can't be. Can't be inciting riots on my planet. Jaina comes in, shows off her stubble, and Mara scoops her up for spy work. We gotta go meet Dr. Kriar. He's been sending messages with Ramamool hashtags in them or something. And nobody ever sees him. And he's never shown up to a meeting. So we're gonna go find him. Mara and Jaina. Okay. Yeah, Leia's too busy. She spends way more time with Leia's kids than Leia does. P.S. Leia says, what does Leia say? Oh, in this conversation with Jaina and Mara, she says some dumb, gross, old-style mom parenting stuff. For example... You know, daughters are tricky. They're your closest friend and your worst competitor. All rolled up in a package that reminds you of how you used to look. Okay, no, they're not. (laughs) Don't. No. 
Your daughters are not your competition. No. They are your children. They are children. Yeah, competition is, is a bad like, word. This is like that old <laughs> style of thinking of of psychology of anything of, of children especially but like the little the daughters are born as replacements for the women and you should fear them and treat them nasty and that's why there's this is why this dynamic exists no man actually that's a kid it's just a, actually a kid who needs you to just take care of them not to be a grown up who thinks that you're competing with your own daughter yeah, and getting in your own head about like, that's what I used to look like. And now I'm old. That's on you, bro. <laughs> sis. Yeah. Blame, blame time for that. But that's not like, your kids. Just wanted to point that out. Right. Cause like we point out the, the misogynist old man thinking stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. This is, um, poor lady. Braining psychology. It's not. It's not the way to approach your relationship with your children. No, competition is not how you should go about it. Dear moms, daughters are not your competition. You sounds like a your problem type of projection. Yeah, the daughters may be a little. Um, what's the? Uh, there's. A, I don't know, but I love that you're about to make some broad blanket statement right now. Well, based on my Mothers sister, continue. Oh, so. Maybe a little. Um, let me let me stop you right there. Adversarial say, is not a good one. I would never, don't ever compare anyone else to your sister. <laughs> that competition is a bad word. No, but no. The point is, this is gross way of thinking and yeah. old way of thinking. And I'm kind of was surprised to hear it coming out of Leia Solo's mouth. Mm-hmm. Like, ah, that's my you. You wouldn't understand. First of all, that's what she's doing, right? You would. You don't have kids. You wouldn't understand. Yeah. And Mara's like, "Ooh, I want to tell her I'm pregnant, but I won't." <laughs> yeah, because she almost does at that point. Exactly. But it's like you wouldn't understand. Da- raising a daughter is different. Boys are easy. Girls are hard. Actually, no. You just treat the girls poorly and don't pay attention to the boys. The boys are actually harder to raise if you raise them. And the girls are easier to raise if you don't treat them like your own personal competition. Yep. There you go. 2022. Cut to. 2022. Cut to. Cut to Dr. Kriar isn't in his office. So Mara and Jaina will wait. She's in disguise as like a famous, not famous, a rich Kuwati. Baroness. Yes. Thank you. I was going to say socialite, but yeah, she's a baroness and Jaina is her servant helper and we got time. We're rich. I'll just wait all day for him to come back and annoy all the other scientists here in the lab. And she's like picking up flasks and looking at things and just basically being a nuisance. Being intrusive. And we cut to two hours later. They go into the tunnel to go look for him because someone gives up the information about go through this door. And go yeah, go down this path and through this door and get out. Oh my God, get out of my office. Yeah. Yeah. Which we didn't need the previous section. They could have just reacted that way immediately and not been like, we're going to wait. And then two hours later. Yeah. Other than the only thing that I liked about it, it was Mara was having fun with it. Yeah. She was enjoying... Yeah, spy mode. Yeah. You got to play the long game sometimes, right? The long yeah. con. 
That's the only reason why I really appreciated that little section. Yeah, it was cool. But I was like, is it necessary? No. Because you could have just been like, she walked in there. She got the same reaction much quicker. And you don't write the words two hours later. I don't know why. But ever since we got five or six, 30, 30 minutes later in, in, in a chapter, I'm puking every time I see... <laughs> It's a little time jump time later. No, but just specifically stated like that. I don't know. It's it's now a bee in my bonnet, if you will, into the tunnels to find Dr. Criar. We quickly find a secret room Mm -hmm. off of his secret passage. And Mara and Jaina and Namanor meet all together, all in disguise. And I'm sitting here. How do they not instantly feel this guy is a void in the force? They start talking. They're having a casual conversation with the scientist. And I'm like, how, how is nobody immediately on to this guy? Jaina is using the force to help her see. Yep. Because she's partially blinded and wearing whatever technology or not. This blew my mind. I was like, wow, how are you not immediately tripping alarms? And we cut to Jaina instantly <laughs> spots the void and starts force touching his face. Yep. To try and unmasquerize him. Exactly. <laughs> she starts pushing around his nose and the back of his ears with the force, gently nudging his face to try and get that thing off of him. It even makes a mention of him going like waving at like his face. Like there's a bug flies, on him. Yeah. And then we cut to his face melts off. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially. Lightsabers are drawn, and we chat about him giving Mara her coom spore disease. Mm-hmm. And then he bolts down a secret tunnel after threatening her with a jar. Yeah, that has a has concentrated version. I say, I say this has more of that deadly disease you're yeah. afraid of. Don't come any closer. And Can't he, tell if he's lying because he's a void in the force. And he bolts off down the hallway. They follow him. No, they don't. Well, they, right. It gets, like, wacky. They're like... She's like, do we go down this tunnel? Do we do we double back the other way? Doesn't seem to matter because no, the way she chooses gets them caught in a rock fall in a yep. cave in the trap that he set up. With I think his every way expanding was bugs. Yeah, which he had told us about before, right? Mm-hmm. He was down here thinking about like it's all just barely holding together up on the ceiling. So that whenever I'm found out, everyone down here gets buried with that secret. Yeah, he was, and I blast off and go somewhere else and start all over again. Yeah, and he right? was he was expecting Leia because that's who he was trying to avoid this whole time. That's right. But then in walks Mara Jade Skywalker, who he poisoned with the coom spores at Mordork Two, mm-hmm. back at that wedding where everyone else died who attended that wedding. Right, but she didn't because she was the only Jedi. And he's confused. He said, "Why are you alive?" Yeah, or or how is he just also just trying to taunt his way out of this? He's so manipulative. It's hard to tell uh, with it's him. Hard. He's a really cool villain, man. I really like him. Naminor, you evil genius, man. I tell you what, everything begins to collapse. Mara and Jaina are caught in the cave in, but they have the Force power to protect themselves in, in a bubble. That absorbs all of the crashing rocks. Yeah, basically kind making a force field around them. Just, But they're still caved in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just have a bit of a tiny hut. Yeah, Mara tries to move Play the rocks and no go. Bioweapon wielding bastard. The sky crawler 
needs to be protected. Mm-hmm. Mara Jade thinks to herself. But also we need to escape. Mara finally knows what the disease was for what the title of it, for whatever that's worth. And where it came from. But who done it? She knows, oh my God, exactly who to blame. That was the most backwards, behind the back, reversed wrist grip <laughs> of a beer bottle I've ever seen in my life. But somehow through centrifugal force, you <laughs> brought it all the way around. Anyways, she has a target. Yeah. Is what this chapter is. She finds out all this information and gets stuck while he gets away. Yeah. And there's only one target that I know of hers that got away and she married him. (laughs) (laughs) That was a long, long time ago. The people don't get away anymore. No. Chapter title. Yeah. Mine's dumb because of his discovery. Nominor. (laughs) I don't like it, but it's you very. Were, you apt. were mad about that one. I'm mad about we it even now. Started the episode, honestly. Yeah, I'm disappointed because yeah. I came up with a great one. I, I have Actually, another one. It was hard. I had to search through this chapter specifically and be like, "Give me something good," and I landed on radiant personality. Okay. Uh, she radiates the force to protect them. I also, there's, I don't know. And, and as we're talking things. about it, I Sky got crawler. I got a. <laughs> The join with me would have been better, I think. I don't know. But yeah, man, Nominor has been discovered. Mm -hmm. But what's he going to do? He's going to run away, put on a new disguise, and you're going to have to listen very closely for someone who's repeating words that he has said. Yep. And by that point, guess what? Just like here, it's too late. Way too late. You're so far behind the Yuzhan Vong. Look out for people doing crazy stuff with the biology around them. I guess. And maybe that's a that'd be a hit uh, hint too. Oh, this doctor we've never seen is curing the poison atmosphere of Duro. Every time we ask him for something, he delivers. Wow. Chapter 18. Luke feels all of that happening with Mara. Mm-hmm. But she's good. And he knows her well. So... On with his day. And he worries about Jason instead. R2-D2 gets plugged in to search for secrets as Luke and Anakin put the guards to sleep outside of Jason's room. Like, literally, just with the Force to sleep. They don't have to butt-end anybody in the head with a lightsaber. These are humans. These aren't Yuzhan Vong with double redundant nervous system circuitry. Yeah, gotta be careful with their brains. These are just plain, plain old Duros. Sleep. <laughs> it's just so easy for them. And then we cut to Luke sneaks all the way to Jason's bedside. Why? Because he's not using the force. What if this was a bad guy? I understand nobody can sneak like a Jedi. Except for a Sith. Mm-hmm. I wonder if there's any Sith. Anyways, there's Vong. I'm sure a stealthy Yuzhan Vong could have crossed the distance to his bed or at least opened the door. Like they opened the door and went in. He didn't react. Anyways, whatever. Mm -hmm. Luke goes over to him and he hears out all of his teenage troubles. And the vision is a big topic for them. Imagine that. Yep. I saw this uncle Luke. And if things went wrong, the whole galaxy tipped into darkness. 
and you were the embodiment of light and Luke like blushes. Yeah. <laughs> he gets a little bit embarrassed, right? It's a long philosophical discussion. Well, we get into the deep talk about responsibility in the force and with the force and heroic deaths can be bad. Actually, uh, being afraid to act is, is a problem. And then ultimately somehow, even though it doesn't seem the conversation is going this way, I didn't think. Jason doubles down on avoiding the force by the end of the conversation. Yeah. It felt like Luke was getting through to him. Like you have special powers. Great responsibility. It sounded like it. And then at the end, he's like, here's your decision. You can either use the force like you were taught by me. Yeah. Or you don't use it at all. There's no, no half measures. Call my lightsaber to my hand, put my sister in a trance. Yeah. No half measures. Either commit or don't. And he says, I commit to don't. Yeah. Which was surprising. And also I hate it. Yeah, <laughs> I was really surprised. I was expecting him to start going the other way. But yeah, yeah, I thought I thought Luke was getting through to him, but he's so stubborn, and he is so bullheaded mm-hmm. and uh, obstinate and ready to make his own path. Yeah, we cut to Namanor and Savong Law talking about the dead Jedi that I just buried in rocks. We're great. <laughs> yep, <laughs> and uh, here we come. To take over Duro. P.S. Capture that Jason Solo for study. Yeah. They don't say his name. Because he's a coward. Who has abandoned his tribe. And does not deserve to be named. Nor does he deserve to be sacrificed to the gods. So capture him for study. Yeah. For when we catch one of those worthy Jedi. Like Janus Solo. (laughs) Yeah. Someone that will name. See, they want to know how the force works. So course, they can because it's like their greatest adversary here yeah, in this war. They can change it, manipulate it, use it, poison it, however they are gonna do with it. Imagine but. if you could enslave Jedi. Yeah. They're already this the Yuzhan Vong force is already unstoppable as it is. If they can break the Jedi, which is what they do to everyone else, we saw it happen to <laughs> try to happen to Senator Elagos Akla. Mm-hmm. He got plenty broken down to his basic components. Yeah. And, and then shoved in a box. And then decorated nicely. Adorned with jewels. But imagine, imagine what a boon that would be for your side of the war. If you show up to a battle and Jason Solo is swinging a lightsaber on your side of the battlefield. What a tremendous, destructive moral victory that would be. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So the value of learning the Jedi is not just defeating them, but you got to assume they want to stick coral in all their joints and take them over. Mm-hmm. So that's what they do. We cut to Mara and Jaina crawling their way to safety, using the force to keep up the rocks and shifting them this way and then back the other way so we can make our progress. And then we get outside. We're safe. We pick up the phone and we get no answer from Princess Leia. Story of Jaina's life. <laughs> oh, no. But they're both sure wanting to go take down Naminor, eh? Mm-hmm. Jaina is so mad. She's mad because she's injured. Mm-hmm. And she feels like that's why Mara held back from pursuing Naminor the way that he went. Yeah. Right? That's part of the equation, I should say. Jaina... Feeling bad about her injury, feeling bad about not being full capacity, thinking 
that Mara Jade has now coddled her or something. So she is furious with Namanor and she wants to destroy him. Meanwhile, Mara Jade has a, sc- a sky crawler in her belly and wants nothing more than to destroy the man who has threatened her entire future and any of her maybe personal peace. Yeah. Because she's, she, again, she, am I cured? Is it going to come back? How can I trust that I'm saved by a different alien who was on their team, maybe? Yeah, and the guy that made the thing, he's the only one that can tell me for sure. And he might have had more of it in the jar. And what, what happens if I get sick twice? Yeah. Do I get it worse? Chapter title? Choose. In harm's way. I like them both. Mm-hmm. I like them both. Three words that time. Not all the time in this episode. Nope. <laughs> all right. Chapter 19. Mara and Jaina warn Leia from the Jade Shadow. Because, you know, get better cell reception. Reception. Better reception in your sips. <laughs> Same thing happened earlier, right? Uh, Han and Jason couldn't get a message through. So they ran out to the Falcon. And they're like, power up the Millennium Funkin. Aha, there it is. <laughs> That's where it came from. That, that was why, yeah. <laughs> and now they're doing the same thing. They get in the Jade Shadow. They start flying off. They call Leia, warn her as they're headed to Baburu, where Boy Team is. We're going to mash up five, six-eighths of the whole family now or something. Jaina gets real mouthy on the flight about some people shouldn't have kids. Referring to her mom, not knowing she's sitting next to a, pre- a recently terminally ill woman who is now pregnant mm-hmm. and terrified. Mara ices that attitude immediately. <laughs> Slaps it Which right I down. love. And Jaina accepts that. Right? It's She's being petty and she's being upset and she's being a teenager. And Mara goes, you're being a teenager. That's gross coming from you. You're a warrior. And like she doesn't say all these things, but that's the weight behind this comment yeah. is... You are a Jedi and you are a rogue squadron pilot. And you're saying, poor me, my mommy, shut your mouth. Yeah. You're acting like a child. You're acting like a child. Shuts that right down. But Jaina, sorry, go ahead. I wonder if Mara would have had the same reaction if she wasn't pregnant. Probably close. I think so because she was schooling Anakin back Earlier on, oh God, now I can't remember what plant. Dantooine? Uh, yeah. On, the... on Dantooine when she was just first touching her belly, thinking about her yeah. childhood. But she, even back then, she seems to have a very active parenting role in these in her niece and nephew's lives, which is awesome. Yeah. Honestly, more parents, the better. The more people who take an active interest in teaching your child right and wrong, as long as you trust them and they're good people with the right compass yeah then the more the merrier man mm-hmm. like yes tell your nephew to stop being so flippant with his magic power <laughs> yeah uh yes tell your niece to shut her mouth when she's bad mouthing her mother yeah 100 percent. yeah it's fine it's great i didn't end up taking a drink of that but Jaina has an awesome line after after mara shuts her down where she's saying something about a I'm saying poor me, but oh, my poor mom, quote, half blind, stubborn daughter and a son who's afraid to be a Jedi. <laughs> yeah, man. Sucks to be your mom, too. Oh, her planet got blown up. 
when she was 18. Mm-hmm. Sorry, was she a little distant? <laughs> <laughs> While she tried to save the galaxy for 30 friggin' years? Yeah. You guys are 16, but whatever. You, none of them... I, I'm thinking about, like, with, <laughs> with Luke and Leia and... The, Han actually had kind of the best life. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> what do you mean? I mean, I agree, but what do you mean? Just... What? I know. Wait, I know. I know what that is. You tell me though. And well, I'll and see if you know. Han, Han with with his his childhood and how it went was still better than Luke and Leia and their the dad, the mass murderer, the planet exploded, well, the slavery. I mean, that's the thing is, if you want to use these two kids as an example, it literally doesn't get worse. Yeah, there is no worse family lineage. <laughs> Because Palpatine has no children, as far as we know. Yeah. That would be the only guy that would (laughs) one-up the Darth Vader lineage, right? Yeah. But yeah, I mean, mean, they they had a troubled life? (laughs) We'll go with that. We can go with that. Yeah. Cut to. The teams meet up. Mm -hmm. Boy team. Meets girl team, and they talk about Nominor. They talk about Lobi's missing apprentice. There's no lead on that. They talk about the imminent vonging. Luke calls Hamner on Coruscant to give him warning, and a call for backup. If they get a foothold on Duro, they're coming for Coruscant next. You gotta come here to help us. Yep, they can take out this core trade route. They can cut us off. I'm sorry. At what point did Duro become defensible? And at this whole point, time, it at was. At what point? No. It's been a sold ticket the entire book. And I'm not saying this is bad storytelling or writing, or I'm not being my usual stickly prickly nerd. But I don't know where Luke Skywalker is getting the idea. I guess it comes from the lack of knowledge. Of how truly screwed you have already been. Yeah. You don't know how stacked the deck of Duro already is, so you're willing to play. I might be able to I might be able to defend this hand. Not knowing. No. Nope. You have no hand. The cards are already on fire. You don't <laughs> even know. But here they're coming. And they've got everything all set up from within, and the Duros are betraying the New Republic separately. While trying to offer their planet to the Vong, while they escape secretly underneath the Vong, the whole thing is a mess, right? Mm-hmm. Somehow, Luke Skywalker is going to save the day here. Want to know why? Because now he's trying his hardest. Tim. <laughs> yeah, he's trying his hardest. Luke and Anakin head out to find the missing apprentice Thrini Vey. I think it's the first time she's named. Uh, yeah. Uh, it, other than when Tristina Loby first said it, she said it one time. Yeah. Hey, my apprentice, this is gone missing. Okay, cool. We'll figure it out. Yeah. And it's our last chance to figure it out. Cause we got to run away from Duro. So what are you calling for backup for to help you escape? Yeah. Am I wrong that he's trying to mount a defense here? Or maybe it's cause he called Kent Hamner. Yeah. Right. He called him the, up. the military guy. Yep. The the Jedi on the there's no council, I guess, but it, at that meeting, 
that has the thickest military connection. That's not mustache. <laughs> thickest military mustache. But you know what I'm saying? So like calling for backup, what does that mean? Backup and escaping or backup? Because they, they were saying like Duro can't fall. Or maybe backup into looking into Selcor and their betrayal. They or need something. a lot of help, man, because they don't, they're on so all fronts. screwed. They're on so screwed. Every aspect of what's going on, do they need help. But let's go out into the streets of this flying city town above the planet of Duro, Peru. We're going to head into the streets for one last chance to find that missing apprentice. And we cut to the guy in charge of Duro explains what his choices were. Mm-hmm. Okay, why? I, this is one of those weird random times we cut to the perspective of a character that we have no business cutting to. Yep, it, it's un... The president of Duro is sitting there telling us this was the moral conundrum that I had. Either everyone dies and no one escapes or some people die and some people escape and I sell us out. Like essentially, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah, he's willing to sacrifice we get it. the millions on the surface to, to save, save some. these mechanical cities that float around our planet in orbit. That yeah. definitely wouldn't be a target for the Vong. Yeah, that's going to work. Because we have negotiated for them to be left alone. I don't even think they've negotiated anything yet. They've I, talked to the I think Peace they Brigade. Said, no, I think that's what this guy was saying. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The Peace Brigade made promises on that on behalf of whoever that they definitely had no business promising. <laughs> yeah. But it gets business done. Anyways, yeah, we cut to the guy in charge of Duro, and that's done. Cut two. <laughs> Jason gets an escape vehicle key from a stranger. He's just working on behalf of the maker, man. Okay, some Sunesi. Uh, Sunesi or whatever. I think it was ESI. Sunesi. Sunesi? I don't know. I don't know. Some alien who has some strong religious beliefs gives Jason a key to his car so that he can escape later. Yep, here you go. Bye. (laughs) On behalf of the maker. Although... Jason thinks to himself. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, sorry. Jason, Jason takes it as a... Is this the force saying you can't avoid me? Or the force no. refuses to be abandoned. Yeah. Yet I will try. Anyways, I will continue to defy the obvious fate being thrown in my face. Mm-hmm. And I will tell the force not today. We cut to Thrinny is dead. <laughs> yeah. Luke holds out a hollow cube, I guess, to some guard that they find in the street down in the town. There's a blockaded place. And he gives this guy a cube, and it shows him having a memory of her dead body. Yeah, it's a Rodian who gets it. They're weak-minded, just like the Gamorreans. Of course. And so he shows this guy a picture of this apprentice, and he has a mental flashback to her. And he's like, here, hold this special technology. Yeah, I think well, it's I think well, it's like a picture. picture. Yeah. And But he, then it projects like an image of her dead body. No, that's Luke seeing into his brain. No, that was came off the hollow cube, I thought. I don't think so. What you said made more sense. Yeah. I okay. think I was very confused. <laughs> but what you said made more sense. I thought it was a technology, but it made that no, what you said makes more sense. He's reading his surface thoughts as he showed him the the picture like, like of a the picture. missing woman. Yeah. Right. 
I thought it appeared on the cube, like projected out of the cube, a picture of her dead body. And then I was like, why is this guy not reacting? Yeah, there would have been more panic. Wait a second. All right, man. You're good at explaining these books to me. Uh, occasionally, most the of the time, what you cube, say goes over my head. The hollow cube does not show the guard's thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> that was with a question mark here, maybe. But then we end up in a short standoff with the guards, and then Luke and Anakin leave. Although Luke is recognized, of course, by this supervisor who is not a Gamorian or a or a Rodian. A Rodian. He's yeah. not weak-minded. Yep. Yeah. He gets spotted, but we're out of here. Chapter title? Maker and Giver. Oh, I like that. Uh, Jedi children. <laughs> oh, what's the whole thing was about? Yes, it was. Jaina and then Mars like, I got a baby. And like, should you be a mom? And blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Jedi children. No, yours is good. Maker and Giver. That sounds... Okay. <laughs> Chapter... 20. Yes. Leia and Han start planning how to save all these people on Duro's surface, and we start loading them onto some ships like we have done a double dozen times since the Vong have come into the galaxy. Just keep bussing these people around from place to place into inevitable danger. Constantly in retreat. The funny thing is that's what the Peace Brigade is, Brigade is trying to do on purpose, mm-hmm. right? But also the New Republic is just accidentally doing it all the time. Getting everyone in the same place. This was Vicky Shesh, right? Yeah. Um, manipulating the Selkor thing. But that's... You did it. The New Republic did it. Anyways, chapter 20. We're saving everybody in ships. Cut to Luke, Mara, Jaina, Anakin, planning how to save Jason and escape Aburu. Over dinner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we all sit down and we take a break and we have some chomp chomp and discuss our difficulties and how we're going to solve these problems. What in the in the whole forever canon expanded universe of dinner time meals, <laughs> what could we be having? We're not arguing and hating each other. No. So it can't be the thing that you said. No. It's n- nerf steaks. Instead of spice love, can't be, yeah, can't be spice love. That was a great call that you just <laughs> had off, Mike. But anyways, man, they just sit down and have a family dinner. Mm-hmm. How often, even in the history of the galaxy, does this happen? Well, just in our podcast, it's happened twice, at least. And this one <laughs> goes well. No spoilers. <laughs> one time, a family dinner got awkward. <laughs> Because of politics. Imagine that. Oh, God. Anyways, we are going to figure out how to save Jason because he's being held hostage by the president of Brewer City. It's time for a classic Skywalker distraction. What will it be? We don't know. We don't plan that far ahead. We just we have to eat. Mm-hmm. Can't talk the whole time. Well, we'll do some sort of distraction. Luke starts arguing with a public doomsayer. Might have even been the same person from before. Yeah, I think it's. The, I think it's meant to be the whatever that president's sister. Or yeah, niece right. Or that's right. Cousin yeah. or something. But in a different spot, like out in the wherever Jason's being held out in the street. 
It's time to get in in an argument with her, an ethics argument. That will draw the attention of the crowd and distract everyone. Luke Skywalker is here arguing. Anakin has a better idea. (laughs) (laughs) He literally jumps over the stage and starts swinging his lightsaber around. And he says, come on, uncle, let's do a demonstration. Yeah. Let's swing the lightsabers for the people. Never in the history of space has anything been more distracting than two Jedi with lightsabers. Yeah, because most people, Mara, realize... they're just Lego. Yeah. (laughs) Most people, Mara, thinks and says for us, have never seen a lightsaber, let alone two in the same place. Let alone two of the greatest Jedi who they know, because Anakin is a freaking hero, dude. Yep. Public hero. These are two of the most famous Jedi in the galaxy. Just walked into the corner of your block and <laughs> lit up their lightsabers after they were yelling at a lady. All the attention is distraction engaged. Like it's working, right? Yep. The crowd loves it. Much distract. We cut to, wait a second. Who wasn't there? Jaina. Jaina has to pull a gun on Jason to get him to leave his hotel cell yeah because he's just sitting there waiting for his interview he's like but i'm supposed to meet with the guy <laughs> it's the most brain i have to thing. do my diplomacy jana i can't do the force i can't do war yeah she's very disappointed that he's not using the force and she feels something big about to happen as we three star cut to the crowd attacks that becomes a mob. What happens is undercover insurgents sneak their way into the crowd and incite violence on purpose. Mm-hmm. Whatever Vong defectors, you know what I mean? The people who are working on the side of destabilization sneak in on purpose and start the violence. Yeah, they, they're like throwing stuff. And... and Mara kicks so many guns into the tree. Like... <laughs> Like, how many times has it said she roundhouse kicks a gun into this tree? Yeah, and she Five or six times. And she's shoving people over. Not all non-violent, all non- um, Lethal. Non-lethal, thank you. Got you, bro. <laughs> yeah, all non-lethal things, but she's just walking through the crowd. She kicks a half a dozen guns into the same tree. Yep. Hey. What is that tree? Good aim. Crazy. Cut to Jason can't keep up with Jaina. He can't do it because, duh, the force. They're running down like a hotel stairwell, like an infinite stairwell, and he's running down the stairs. And she has already jumped 10 floors below and carried on. He can't keep up with her. You, This is obviously symbolic, right? Mm-hmm. It's your twin. Okay, so it's not just a regular reflection. It's the literal closest reflection you can ever see in life. Mm-hmm. And look at her. Look at her go. You can't even keep up with her being the savior. You can't even keep up. You can't. But it's fine. Cut to you. Luke, Mara, Anakin, and R2 on the run from the mob. Mara throws R2 to Anakin over top of the crowd and tells him, get him to safety. And the other, Luke and Mara run off their own direction, right? What? (laughs) She wheeled an astromech droid over a crowd of people. Yeah, because there was Anakin. some like construction droid or something that like zapped him. 
The, everything went crazy. It they, all went they sideways. They took over like a giant dumper thing. They destroyed some stuff. Yeah. But they're trying to destroy droids. Just like Ramamul. Mm-hmm. Isn't that interesting? They're on the run from the mob. But how will they escape? Because they're going they're going to escape this block, right? They're going to get to their ships even. They're going to fly off of this city. Where are you going to go? You can escape Duro. You can go back to Coruscant. The Vong have Duro. And they're about to strike at Coruscant. Where are you going to go? Mm-hmm. What? Like, in this circumstance, escaping is so meaningless. Mm-hmm. There is no safety. There is nowhere to escape to. No matter where you bring that R2, there's going to be some skinny tattooed nodeless dude, nodeless, <laughs> no and nodes. noseless, who's ready to blow that little thing to smithereens because it beeps and boops. Mm-hmm. Never mind, all the humans are in trouble. Escape to what? Yep. Escape to where? Oh, chapter title? No escape plan. Oh, dang. (laughs) Nice. I went with idiot brother. My favorite line of of the chapter where Jane is like, no, idiot brother. I'm not just going to let you sit here and die because you refuse to be a hero. And it was the points a gun at him and says, get up, you idiot. He's like, I'm I'm just waiting to talk to that guy. No, but you know what I think? Is that he is so very unaware of the level of danger because he is denying the force. Yeah, he's shut. He's him. oblivious. Yep, he's shut it off for now. And, and she's like, "I feel something actually really big happening." Never mind the fact that you're tuned to zero. You're on static. Mm-hmm. What are you doing, <laughs> gun idiot, brother? Yeah, no, that was a good one. <laughs> I liked it. I don't know, man. Everyone else is being pretty smart this week. Yep. But you never know who's going to be an idiot next week. Find out when we cover New Jedi Order, Book 6, Balance Point, Chapters 21 through 24. I'm Justin. I'm Tim. Find next out week. <laughs> For any comments and questions, you can hit us up at forevercanonpodcast at gmail.com. Forever Canon Podcast is a Jay Plazer production. Catch us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube at Jay Plazer. Check us out.